Creative Jewelers in Trolley Square. Really a great opportunity for you to do a couple of things. Uh, we're going to talk about donating blankets to children at Shriners Hospital and how if you bring $10 down, donate it in your name. We'll, we'll help that along. But giving away a 10 small bezel set diamond 16-inch chain. It's a beautiful necklace. And we're giving this thing away. $1,350 value on this necklace. It's gorgeous. Come in and see it. And all you got to do is put your name in the hopper to win this thing. And Johnny Lightfoot is here helping us out. And he'll take your name down. And all you got to do is leave a phone number. We'll call you if you win. It's that simple. We just want you to come down here and check out Payne Anthony Creative Jewelers. And give yourself a chance to win this amazing necklace. And one of the this is one of the most amazing giveaways we've had on 12 of the zone, like in the, in the history of the station. So if you're in the area near trolley square, come down. We're literally right underneath the old spaghetti factory at trolley square. That's paint Anthony creative jewelers. All right. We just talked about Utah early signing day. Let's talk a little bit about BYU early signing day. And on to do that is one of our best BYU insider and recruiting insider, Jake hatch. Jake, how you doing, man? Doing good. Hansy. Can I get into that contest? I, you know, just uh, if you get yourself fired within the next hour, <laughs> let's, see, let's see what we can do. <laughs> no, let's not. Let's not, man. I like you too much. You're my Saratoga Springs brother. I, I don't I don't want you to be out in the this, cold. Just this, to is win a necklace, so. this is true. This is true. Let's start with this, Jake. What what areas does BYU really need to focus on in this class? In this class, uh, wide receiver was a big one, obviously, with three senior wide receivers. Their top three wide receivers, in my mind, all graduating this year. And I think they addressed that relatively well with the surprise signing of the Cody Epps. Uh, kid out of modern day high school down there in Southern California. Another one that I'm worried about that I'm not sure that they've addressed fully and they may still yet address it is the defensive line. Um, I feel like they still need to find some difference makers to help bring pressure on the opposing quarterbacks at that spot. And this so far in this recruiting class that I've seen, they don't really have many guys along that D line. That's an area that I'm most sensitive about because BYU was a place for years that just produced NFL defensive linemen. Well, yeah, they, you were part of that. You were part of that legacy. Yeah, well, they recruited them and they produced them. And you know, when they, when they were recruiting me, I saw guys like Jason Buck and many others that were were going into the the going into the draft and having great success. And it was it was loaded with guys like Byron Frisch and Darren Yancey and, you know, other NFL picks before I got there. Ed Kill was another one. Mm-hmm. And it just felt like it was a rotation of great defensive linemen. And I want BYU to get back to it. They've got to find some ends that can rush. And I'm curious, who are they after right now on the defensive line that could really help them out? Well, they've added two commitments in this class along the D-line. One is Tui Pelotu Lai out of Lahaina. Uh, He's on the island of Maui out there in Hawaii. He projects more as a defensive tackle. But then Alex Muti, another Hawaiian prospect, Kona Waina High School, uh, he's listed as a defensive lineman slash linebacker prospect, so an edge rusher. And if they can get him to produce, that'd be great. What I'm hearing from most people, 
people, though, around the program that I talked to about BYU in terms of recruiting along the defensive line is that Kalani Satake and his staff apparently are pretty upbeat about the guys coming back off of missions that will be essentially joining the team in this recruiting class. Whether that is the answer... I don't know, and for you to, as a coach, to bet on a guy coming back from two years of not working out and expect him to make an impact right away, I'd be a little bit uh, concerned about that. What, are there 17 guys coming back? Something to that effect. There's a bunch of them in this class. So, like I said, I'm not sure that counting on guys coming back from two years of near inactivity with regards to football uh, is going to be your best bet, but they'll obviously chase any leads they can find. I would expect that they have a couple of guys that they're keeping their eyes on that maybe I'm not aware of at this point. Obviously, coaches are always evaluating film, but so far it doesn't look like they've done a very thorough job in terms of addressing that issue in particular. One of the areas that I know they're they're looking at, of course, is the corner position. And I, I get a little bit selfish this time of year, Jake, where I focus on the guys I want to focus on. I, yeah. I don't get caught in the entire mix. And typically I find three, maybe four guys uh, that, that catch my eye. When I open up film and I see a different level speed or a different level motor mm-hmm. or a different level uh, hand aggression, like I, I look for certain things. And one guy that really caught my eye is this corner out of Chandler, Arizona, Micah Harper. I want mm-hmm. you to talk a little bit about him. So he's a guy that uh, the coaching staff, when they've been recruiting, have actually said you can come in here and have a, they feel like a similar impact to what Diane Gonwolo who has done at BYU, had ability to play both corner and safety, be a game-changing player. And if you watch his film, he does have that speed that makes you sit up a little straighter in your chair and say, whoa, this kid can really move. He's played all over the field in high school, played at quarterback, running back, wide receiver on offense. He's played all over the defensive secondary for his high school. I'm excited to see what he can do in a BYU uniform. He's not the biggest kid, 5'11", 170 pounds, but he plays at a high level down there in Arizona and so far, I, I, everything I've seen from him makes me think, okay, this kid actually should come in here and have an opportunity to play. And he's a guy who is expected to join BYU this coming summer slash fall and should be a guy who's competing for playing time right from the get-go. The other guy I want to talk about is Juco wide receiver commit, committed back in November. I want to talk a little bit about Christopher Jackson, uh, where he came from, and is he a guy that you talked about filling those wide receiver shoes? Is he a guy that can step up and, and give them some catches? Yeah, well, that was a big part of how they landed him, I feel like. They saw those three senior receivers were leaving. They went out and tried to hit the Juco ranks to see if they could find anybody, and they found Christopher Jackson. Anybody who read the profile of him in the Deseret News, Uh, He's had a tough couple of years, it sounds like, with his family situation, but he says he feels like he found a home at BYU. He sat out actually last year to get his grades in order, so he's only got two years to play two seasons of football. There's no red shirt here, so he's expected to come in and play right away, and he should have an opportunity to do that. I mentioned uh, earlier on some of the other shows Cody Epps, uh, the kid from Modern Day High School, another wide receiver. I feel like those two players, when BYU is recruiting both of them, they've gone to both of them and said, Here's the opportunity you guys have is to come here and play right away because we have a void at wide receiver with these three senior receivers who are graduating. There obviously are some guys still on the roster they're expecting to contribute, but these two players, you're speaking of Christopher Jackson, who looks like he has pretty elite speed on the field, as well as Cody Epps, who's just been an ultra-productive receiver for one of the top programs in Southern California. Both of them should come in and expect to have an impact right away. Another DB that uh, was a JUCO signee, 
a, a bit ago, Jacques Wilson. Mm-hmm. Is he a guy that can contribute right out of the gates? They're hoping so. They, they, they feel like they need a guy who can really come in and uh, be an impact guy right away. Uh, BYU chased two uh, Juco cornerbacks in last year's recruiting class, one of which ultimately never enrolled. Uh, there's still an outside chance he may enroll at some point, but he hasn't done so so far. The other one did show up on campus. I'm speaking of Dimitri Gallo, but has since left the program, and they're unsure if he'll ever return to the program. So they needed some guys that could come in and make an impact right away, and they feel like Wilson is that type of a guy. Five foot 11, 180-pound athlete from West Los Angeles College. So this is an area that um, I feel like a guy like Gennaro Guilford, who's BYU's cornerbacks coach, he's a kid from Los Angeles. He knows the JUCO system down there like the back of his hand, and I think he went and found a kid that they feel like can make an impact. Corner Canyons, Josh Wilson, Josh Wilson, obviously signing. Talk a little bit about him, younger brother of uh, of Zach, right? Mm-hmm. And and just talk about what he brings to BYU. Yeah, I like Josh Wilson a lot. I, I feel like he's a guy who's been overlooked in the recruiting recruiting process. When he committed to BYU, he shut it down. He didn't entertain any other offers from other programs. Essentially, told other programs. Thanks for calling, but I'm not interested. He was locked in from the Cougars from the moment he got that offer. And he's a kid that when you watch him play, and I saw him play in person a couple of times this year, I've seen him play on the field. And anybody who's watched Corner Canyon this year, they're the 6A state champions, they saw a kid who has a game-changing ability, the ability to kind of step into lanes, pick off a pass, and take it back for a score, or to force a fumble when your team really needs it. He has that game-breaking ability. He's not the imposing figure that you see, you want to see a linebacker per se. He's not the six foot four, 230 pound athlete that most people are chasing, but for what he's able to do, I think he is going to be a guy that BYU fans are going to enjoy seeing. And obviously the Wilson family, we've already seen it with Zach Wilson, very athletic and a very just over, overall, they're just an impact family. They're going to have an impact on the BYU football program for the foreseeable future. Well, very football smart. Yes, absolutely, yeah. The fa- their father, obviously, has got them all tuned into the game. Zach Wilson, you hear all the stories about his ability to watch film. Josh Wilson, the exact same type of a player. Well, excited to get Josh out there to BYU. And obviously, Jake Hatch will keep you in tune with what's going on in the state and recruiting and signing for BYU. Jake, appreciate your time, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you bet. There you go. Morning producer does a fantastic job. With, does some uh, a BYU insider show that's spectacular, Locked On Cougars. I think he does it on the Locked On podcasting platform, and it does a fantastic job. Um, or he does a fantastic job keeping people informed on what's going on with BYU.